welcome, welcome to episode seven of the Who to Thunk It with Zeb podcast. This week's episode is about a conspiracy theory. It is intertwined with racism and the KKK. This is the fried chicken chains and the sterility of black men episode. Um, so I try to keep this podcast light. I am going to try and focus on the comedic side of this topic, but you've been warned there might be some sensitive topics that I might go over. And keep in mind that most of this is purely speculative rumors because it's about conspiracy theories. As far as the KKK goes, I thought I would start out by ridiculing it because that organization just makes it so easy. All of their secret code is available online and it is all hilarious. For some examples, they call their leaders Grand Dragons. They're security nighthawks, ridiculous secret handshakes and childish hazing childish hazing rituals. It's they, I, some of the looking into the KKK that they actually um, a lot of their rituals got into fraternities. Not that all I'm not saying all fraternities are racist, but their version of you know hierarchy and and their handshakes and everything came somewhat from the KKK being in a fraternity. I did see some parallels from what we, you know, our weird rituals and the KKK stuff, interesting stuff. It happened. Um, all the fraternities that were founded before the civil war. So, and Joe Rogan's podcast episode, uh, 1419 with Daryl Davis. They go over some of these ridiculous KKK stuff. Uh, Daryl's story is absolutely mind blowing. How his African American blues musician, um, how he converted the KKK members with kindness and understanding. Honestly, I thought it was like a superpower. I recommend you listen to Daryl Davis's story. So, our conspiracy theory here ties in with the Klan because supposedly KFC was being run by them. John Green sums it up nicely. Uh, quote, Colonel Sanders, rumored to be a Klansman himself, created a recipe of seven herbs and spices and a fertility agent that only sterilized black men while leaving white men as virile as the horn of an African rhino. That was John Green in his video, Five Ridiculous Conspiracy Theories, a young John Green. Uh, but John Michael Green is one of the main commentators on Crash Course, a reputable and educational educational YouTube channel that high school teachers use all the time. He wrote popular novels like The Fault in Our Stars, Looking for Alaska, and Paper Towns. You probably have heard at least about at least one of those, those books. Um, John's well-educated, and he researches his topics uh, like mad. Reputable, reputable as John is, um, the topic of conspiracy theories is very difficult to gather research on. And that video he did was mainly him going over things um, just very, very briefly, just conspiracy theories he thought were ridiculous. So he probably didn't do the same amount of scholarly research as he would for a book or something like that. Um, but doing doing research on conspiracy theories is very difficult, as I came to understand looking up things for this episode. It is like scouring the internet for, internet for reputable sources on rumors circulating in local high schools. Some conspiracy theories have been found to be true. Uh, for example... The government poisoned booze during the Prohibition. That happened. Big Tobacco did know that their product caused cancer since the 50s, but didn't tell anyone about it. The Gulf of Tonkin battle was grossly misrepresentative, misrepresented to get the U.S. involved in the war in Vietnam. Those are all conspiracy theories that were actually have been declassified and found to be true. So some of them do happen, but it's like reading a tabloid. Every once in a while, the tabloids are correct. They are the first to uncover a story that is true. But most of the time, it's just 
malarkey. However, for this episode, I wanted to find one of the most ridiculous theories for fun. So here's what I found. I don't want to cuss on this episode, but it's the name of a source, so I'll spell it out. P-H-U-K-E-T. I can only imagine how that's pronounced. Um, that news channel or news source is, you know, like I said, not the most reputable probably, but uh, they go over some of the conspiracies here, and they say it was fueled by the fact that supposedly the colonel left 10% of his estate to the KKK, which is a rumor that Snopes.com debunked. Snopes.com is probably one of the best fact-checking sites. So if you ever come across a conspiracy theory you're not really sure on, go to Snopes. That's S-N-O-P-E-S dot com. I was looking into them. Really great. But anyway, they debunked, they debunked the fact that the colonel left 10% of his estate to the KKK. And I guess the conspiracy that his herbs and spices include an ingredient that specifically targeted African-American men to be impotent. Keep in mind, impotence and sterility. Um, there are two different things here. Sterility, you cannot reproduce. Impotence. You cannot perform, let's say. Uh, Google the difference. Anyway, the P-H-U-K-E-T news um, made a good point. If there was a drug in the kitchen, in the chicken uh, at KFC, it was probably the tasty, fatty, deep-fried goodness, uh, which you already know about. And whereas K KFC is not directly linked to impotence, it is directly linked to obesity, and obesity is known to cause impotence. So I like that little point they, they pointed out. Like, you already know something we all know something in kfc chicken that is linked to impotence it's eating it and getting fat so the 2002 comedy undercover brother uh film starring eddie griffin uh had a plot inspired by the kfc conspiracy one of my co-workers pointed it out she said that sounds like that movie and i love that movie as a kid i looked into it in the film eddie griffin's character undercover brother goes undercover to foil the plot of the man that's the antagonist the man the man used operation whitewash he laced the, in the film, General's Fried Chicken. So they're trying to avoid being, you know, taking the name of KFC, but pretty close to it. General's Fried Chicken with mind-controlling food. The general uh, was played by Billy D. Williams. Um, you might know him as Lando. I loved Undercover Brother as a kid and watched it so many times. So I thought it was really interesting that there was a parallel, a major film that took this conspiracy it sort of made a, a funny parody. It was watch Undercover Brother. It's amazing. Um, but and then we have another source here. Ruth Manuel Logan from Black Conspiracies 101 explains a parallel conspiracy with Church's Chicken. And it's not just from Black Conspiracies 101. I saw uh, most places I saw it was about Church's Chicken, not the KFC. Uh, they explain that Church's Chicken started by started out in San Antonio, Texas, by an entrepreneur named George Church in 1952. It started a single location, but became a chain in no time due to its popularity. In 1965, George Church, George Church Jr. takes over and takes the company public. The conspiracy is enlarged by the locations of the stores being in African-American neighborhoods and because Church's menu was comprised of Amer African-American home cooking. Church's transgressed, quote, transgressed into somewhat sacred territory by taking these African-American home cooking and putting in their menu. That's what the source said. I don't think it's transgressing. You're just cooking good food, but and who am I to say? In 1989, Popeye's Chicken, very famous chain, they buy Church's Chicken and the conspiracy is pretty much over. Yet the source said their family still would not let any males eat 
church's chicken. <laughs> so not so much KFC, this other chain that I've never heard of, Church's Chicken. I wish I could have had it. Sound great. Um, but apparently they're the ones that started with the sterility of it. And most of the, mo- the more reputable sources, we'll get into a minute, that's what they say is the sterility chicken. Church's, not KFC. The most reputable and researched source on conspiracy theories is Conspiracy Theories in American History, an encyclopedia, edited by Peter Knight. At least that's what I found to be most reputable on conspiracies. This book seems to be the conspiracy theorist Bible. Google Books wrote, it is the first comprehensive research-based scholarly study of the pervasiveness of our deeply ingrained culture of conspiracy. So someone, like I said, it's it, researching conspiracy theories is like trying to research the uh, rumors circulating your local high school, but this book took a crack at it. I can't imagine how difficult it might have been. Um, Peter Knight, and once again, Conspiracy Theories in American History and Encyclopedia. So what they found was uh, the book is based on scholarly research, but reads like like it is meant for entertainment. Um, that's, a, that's a Zeb endorsement of this book. You should check it out. But the book talks about a longstanding myth that KFC served rat meat, or, quote, Kentucky Fried Rat, specifically to black customers, but not that KFC made them sterile. It talked about church's chicken theory as the chain that meant to sterilize black men. It also said legends of sterilization and impotence-inducing ingredients were used in cool cigarettes, that's K-O-O-L, cigarettes, and that a cheap soda by the name of Tropical Fantasy used these ingredients while also being owned by a KKK member. The book concluded that no evidence ever came forward to support these rumors and pointed at one well-known and very real, this is a real experiment, as the root cause of these conspiracy theories, or theorized to be the root cause. The Tuskegee experiments, true story. The Tuskegee experiments went from 1932 to 1972. The U.S. Public Health Service partnered with Tuskegee, studied untreated syphilis in African-American men in Alabama. 399 men with syphilis, and there was 201 without. These were poorly educated sharecroppers. They were promised medical exams, hot meals, and a burial burial stipend. The infected were examined, but not told they had syphilis. When penicillin was discovered, they didn't seek treatment because they didn't know they had syphilis. So the U.S. Public Health Service was examining these men, knew they had syphilis, did not tell them, therefore they did not seek treatment, and therefore 128 men died from syphilis or syphilis-related complications. This is a real thing. It happened. I learned about these experiments in college when learning about how to not conduct research. The experiment, along with the Stanford Prison Experiment, are used as literal textbook examples as unethical research practices. They cause the rigid rules necessary to conduct research today. While the KFC sterility conspiracy theory is ridiculous, the Tuskegee experiments happened. And the encyclopedia we were talking about, the the, the scholarly look at conspiracy theory said that there's that might be one of the root causes for so many, you know, par- so much paranoia about the you know white people trying to sterilize black men because there was an actual experiment that involved the reproduction of African-Americans and was very sinister. 
that is a rather serious note, and I'd rather end this episode on something more silly, like more of the KKK's goofy code words. <laughs> so I I looked them up here, and like I said, it's all on the internet. Um, they had code words for days of the week, <laughs> and they were colors, white, green, black, yellow, crimson, and purple. They had different code names for hours, <laughs> fearful, startling, awful, woeful, horrid, bloody, doleful. <laughs> They had code names for the months of the year. Uh, January is bloody. <laughs> um, we have <laughs> February is gloomy. March is hideous. Uh, December is appalling. <laughs> uh, weeks. Um, we had woeful, weeping, wailing, wonderful, and weird. The code words for weeks. <laughs> uh, it's, it's insane. They also had code words for different types of members. A non-member is an alien. So I'd hope I'm 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 an alien to the KKK. I'm hoping all my listeners are also aliens to the KKK. <laughs> Naturalization, the clan initiation ceremony. So I told you that the initiation ceremonies, that's called being nationalized. <laughs> if you're a citizen, you're a clan member. A passport is a membership card. They get little cards. Oh, how cute. Uh, if you're banished, you're expelled. If you're a yellow dog, <laughs> that means you're in the hazing process. And similar to using college fraternities and the royal order of the purple dog is what they call their hazing ritual they also use acronyms that are ridiculous ayak is are you a clansman <laughs> it's like code word and then the uh akia is a clansman i am the and that's something very similar to how my fraternity did things it, it was very eerie to find out you know my fraternity is one of the ones that was in some way influenced my fraternity brothers weren't racist, but it's interesting to know that our history was influenced by it. Uh, these were code words for clansmen meeting in strange surroundings. They would be inserted into common conversations. For instance, does Mr. Ayak live in this neighborhood? <laughs> to be responded by, no, but a Mr. Akia does. <laughs> Meaning like, are you a clansman? Yeah. The password would then be accompanied by a secret handshake. I would love to see some heat secret handshakes. Anyway, um, and one of the other funny ones I like here is Sandbog. Strangers are near. Be on guard. <laughs> so watch that Daryl Davis episode on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Uh, I, think, I think I said it was 1419. Daryl Davis goes over some of the other ridiculous ones. And Joe, being a comedian, um, delves right into it. He's like, gets him to get, give even more juicy comedic bits about the KKK. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. That's my first of a conspiracy theory. Shout out to my friend Brian, who suggested that I do an episode or two about ridiculous conspiracy theories. His example was that John F. Kennedy, if he held his – like he didn't die by assassination. He died because he held his breath in too long, and that's what made his head explode. There's a conspiracy theory out there that says that. So thanks, for Brian, for inspiring this episode and any other conspiracy episodes to come. Next week, I will be going over a hilarious story. Involving sports, baseball, if you're a baseball fan, tune in. But you don't really need to be a baseball fan to love that story. It's uh, the 10-cent beer night. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week. 